Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino, Joey Owijan? It is episode number 41 of Brave the Wild today, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. It means a lot to me, and I appreciate it very, very much indeed. Also, do check out minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild in the upper left-hand corner of their website. Appreciate it always. So, well, the guest of Brave the Wild today on episode number 41. Today is also, it might help, uh, March the 5th, Friday, March the 5th, 2010. Might help to mention that. <clears throat> but yeah, the guest of the show today, well, there's only... One game to review. That's right, just one game to review. The Calgary Flames game that happened last night. A nice little 4-0 to victory. Excuse me, not last night. Uh, Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday night. Minnesota Wild defeat the uh, Calgary Flames. 4 to nothing. A nice way to start the uh, start the possible playoff push. We're also going to talk about Merrick Zidlicky, inked to a three-year extension with a no-trade clause. In the first half of it, <laughs> the first half, yeah, very interesting, huh? And, of course, Eric Belanger. Eric Belanger, one of the uh, solid centermen of the Minnesota Wild, who was having a very good season, possibly a career best, really, statistically. He was having a very good year. Traded to the Washington Capitals for a second-round pick. So, not bad, not bad. That's the way you would try to restock the cupboards over in Houston. The Houston Arrows, you know, the system. Wild need to... <laughs> Start restocking those cupboards over there. They've been pretty bare for the last couple of years, and it was a trend that was getting scarier and scarier and scarier in the Doug Risebrow era. So I did mention there was that one game, so we'll get to that now. We're not going to wait any longer. Minnesota Wild have a very nice victory. As mentioned, 4 to nothing. Wild come out firing for the most part. Nothing super dramatic. They just basically won, and uh, Mika Kepersoff, picked up where he left off in the <laughs> in the Finland game with uh, the United States when he got shelled. Well, he gets shelled by the Wild. He only faces 21 shots. Four of them go in. Yeah. His his teammate, Nicholas Backstrom, yeah, he got kicked his butt, basically. And Backstrom had this to say about the game. You never know what to expect when you come out of the break, said Backstrom, who made just one start at the Olympics as Kippersoff's backup for the bronze medal winning Fins, so they did win the bronze at least. We got off to a good start and played really solid, a really solid game tonight. Koivu now also talks about Kippersoff. These guys always, uh, yeah, these guys were all together. It's always fun to play against Kippersoff. We're from the same hometown. I know him a little bit from skating with him in the summer. It's a great challenge for us always when we play against him. It's fun. You know, it was fun on this particular day. It wasn't really fun in the wild. We used to lose all the time to the Calgary Flames. But ever since a really uh, late last season, the wild have been playing a lot better against these Calgary Flames of late. And the Flames are turning into a mess. I've actually kinda, I'm kind of quietly a, cl- a closet fan of the Flames. Not as big a fan as the Minnesota Wild, so relax, everybody. Just saying, kind of, uh, kind of always liked the Flames going all the way back to the North Stars era. Al McGinnis when he was there and blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Doug Gilmore. Um, this was a road game too, by the way. Yeah, so it was really exciting as the Wild had lost seven of their previous eight road games. Now they win. Go figure. We'll take it. So now it's, uh, they've lost seven of their previous nine road games. 
Yeah, simple math there, right? Kyle Brodziak, the other centerman, who was a specialist on the face-offs, who's even better than Eric Pelanger at at uh, face-offs, maybe not as, not as good in the scoring column this season, though he did net his eighth goal to open things late in the first period. Merrick Zidlicky, the newly signed Merrick Zidlicky. Kept, of course, they also Owen Nolan kept around as well. We're going to get into him a teeny tiny bit as well very shortly. Braziak comments on the game. For some reason, it's been real difficult for us on the road this year. It's tough to explain how we play great at home, but we almost feel like a different team on the road. But tonight, it was a great step for us, for our confidence on the road. And the Wild need that, absolutely. Wild also are very, very close to the postseason right now. <laughs> very, very close to the postseason. Very exciting. We're only about four points out of the eighth seed. So it'd, it'd be nice to at least, uh, now that the trade deadline's over, we've acquired, uh, well, we got <laughs> we got rid of a prospect and got another uh, prospect who's already been in the NHL. Of course, Cam Barker, that was right before the Olympic uh, break. And now we get a second-round pick for Belanger. Unfortunately, Washington's second-round pick, so it's going to be a late one. But, hey, that's good. It's still a piece. You hope for the best with those. Usually the second round, you're going to get something. You're going to get something, and you hope it's uh, better than just, you know, <laughs> another third-line player like Antti Miettinen. You know, you get the idea there. You hope for another Andrew Brunette, or maybe, God forbid, another Koivu or Havlet. How cool would that be? Or a Laton Dress who was taken in the second round. Yes. We'll take that. And imagine that, Havlet and Laton Dress <laughs> teaming up on a goal. This was the fourth goal, have midway through the fourth period, fourth period, third period. Enough of basketball thoughts there. Brunette and Koivu, Brunette and Koivu, <laughs> teaming up on the two goals in between in the second period. Camp Barker assisting on the second, on the third goal of the game, but second of the two in the third period. Uh, it's been a, it was just a nice overall game for the Minnesota Wild. There's nothing dominant about it. I mean, yeah, only 21 shots on goal, especially in the third period. The Wild just kind of stayed back and relaxed, basically. Destroyed in the face-off category yet again, 37-20. to 20, The Wild just destroyed the Calgary Flames, and it was a very disciplined game, and it went by awfully quick, being it was a late-starting game. That, that helps. <laughs> that helps for people that possibly need to get up in the morning. <laughs> the Wild had zero power plays in this game, and they shut down Calgary's two power plays. The first penalty in the entire game <laughs> was in the third period when Greg Zanin was sent off for playing with a broken stick, so it's not like it was something like elbowing or whatever. Yeah, just a broken stick. Calgary, by the way, is 3-8-1 in its last 12 games at the Saddle Dome. They have just totally, totally fallen apart. They've also been either shut out or held at one goal in nine of their last 17 games, so Flames, things are not looking good. They're flaming out. <laughs> for lack of a better word, they're flaming out. It's it's disappointing for them, anyway. It's nice for the Wild. The Wild would like to move up in this division. <laughs> Best possible, the Wild need to move up. They're not going to have to worry about Edmonton catching them, and that's who the Wild will play tonight. That should be fun, indeed. As when you look at the wild schedule here, the upcoming schedule, yeah, it's in Edmonton, so another, well, it's not quite West Coast, a mountain time game, 8 o'clock tonight in Edmonton. And the wild come home for Calgary again. That's good stuff on Sunday. Expect, yeah, I predict the wild to win both of those games and possibly a victory over Florida, probably a victory over Florida. 
on Tuesday the 9th. I mean, this is looking pretty good. When you look at the Wild schedule, it looks pretty good. Unfortunately, it gets dramatically tougher when the Wild head to Detroit on Thursday the 11th and Buffalo the 12th. That is going to be kind of tough. A little East Coast swing over that way, at least when you get to Buffalo. But um, it's going to be quite interesting indeed to see how things turn out with that and Ryan Miller and all that good stuff in Buffalo. Hmm. But, yeah, the Wild play <laughs> virtually every game in this uh only three games in the entire month of March are in the Eastern Conference. you got Florida, Buffalo, and Philadelphia. The rest, it's going to be a really nitty-gritty Western Conference playoff push for the Minnesota Wild here in the month of March. And all of uh, April, the last five games in April are five, and ten, five games in ten days, by the way, are all Western Conference. So here we go. This is it. If you're going to make a push for the postseason, this is it. And this week is <laughs> no different. Two of those Eastern Conference games will take place this coming week. I'll be reviewing four games next week, next Friday, of course. Edmonton, Calgary, Florida, Detroit. It's going to be a pretty busy schedule, probably four games per episode <laughs> every Friday. It's going to be a busy schedule, but it's going to be fun. And uh, if you're wondering, yeah, that's why I would come on with only one game review and also because there's news to talk about. There is news to talk about. And I already mentioned that in the intro, what they would be. So with no further ado, we're going to take a quick break and get to that news after this. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number... 41, which is a reminder for all MB3 users like iPods and Microsoft Zoom and all that good stuff. Welcome back to the show. Very good to have you with me again. But yeah, Zidlicky. Zidlicky was signed a day before the team might have had to deal him. And of course, that was the deal. Either they're going to sign him or trade him. I mean, it's just one way or the other. You got to get prospects for a guy as talented as Zidlicky and a guy at his age as well. If you're not able to ink him, and I'm uh, personally, I'm very happy the Wild were able to keep him. It was a three-year, $12 million deal, so they won't have to worry about losing this guy. That's pretty nice. Wednesday's 2 p.m. trade deadline. <laughs> Defenseman, <laughs> yep, kept around. Of course, Kim Janssen is gone. Both of them, it was going to be a decision with that, uh, but, of course, Zidlicky, the one I like a lot more, and I'm sure a lot of fans like a lot more, kept around. And, of course, Cam Barker as well acquired in the Janssen deal. Unfortunately, he had to give up Nick Letty as well. That's the problem. But, yeah, as mentioned, the part of the contract, there's a no-trade clause for the first half of it. So, literally halfway through year number two, the no-trade clause will be over. And uh, it'll get a little more interesting at that point in time. We'll see how Zidlicky performs. I think he's going to be... As good as always, he is a 40- to 50-point defenseman, and I'm very, very happy the Wild have him around. Very much worth it. So now you have uh, comments from Chuck Fletcher. From an asset preservation point of view, it was very important to resolve these scenarios. So that's, of course, Janssen and Zidlicky. We liked Kim Janssen, but the football expression is signability. Zidlicky was willing to commit to us, and we got a good hockey player in return in the Kim Janssen deal. Zidlicky's a competitive offensive defenseman that logs a lot of minutes for our club, and we didn't want to lose that. Indeed, um, indeed, absolutely. 
Zillicky, of course, wanted a no trade clause through the lifetime of the deal, but that was part of what kept this contract negotiation taking a while. And uh, at age 33, he pretty much had to give in. Uh, the sides had to compromise as, as well because the Wild had to give in and at least give some some bit of a <laughs> no trade clause, of course, again, as mentioned a thousand times, the first half of it. So now Zidlicky comments, I'm excited. He's also got 10 power play goals this year. That's pretty darn good. Uh, I believe in this team and this organization. I like the system. I like this team. That's why I wanted to sign here. I think we will be better every year. Indeed. Indeed. And the Wild also signed defenseman Clayton Stoner to a two-year, $1.1 million extension. The second year is a two-way, meaning he could play for the minors at a reduced $105,000. So glad to have Clayton Stoner kept around. That means, that means uh, next season he will be on the NHL roster because it's a one-year deal. The second year is two-way. Of course, as mentioned, that means he could be in the minor league. So it's all on Clayton Stoner, how much he develops and how much he fits in the system and uh, how well he can perform and crack this roster. I personally like him an awful lot and think he could be here a long time. Been keeping up with him for many, many years in Houston. It's been about the low, gosh, he was drafted in, shucks, I keep forgetting what year. I think it was 02. He's been around quite a while and uh, still fairly young, of course, because he was only 18 when he's drafted like most hockey players are. But now we continue because Eric Belanger was traded to the Washington Capitals for a second-round pick, and Owen Nolan sticks around. These were the other two guys that could have been a possible trade. Of course, Nolan will be a free agent, but the talk is that Owen Nolan will be signed this summer. Wild will be able to keep him. He does want to be here. You just you absolutely get that feeling. Um, an article courtesy of Michael Russo of the Star Tribune 90 minutes before Wednesday's trade deadline, Eric Belanger was walking on a carpet out to the Wilds' morning skate when he stopped short and asked the reporter if he should continue. <laughs> Told to go ahead, Belanger quipped, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you got it like that. I mean, Belanger knew he was going to get traded, and uh, you knew it was coming. It's just a matter of time. He basically said, yep, I've been traded to Washington. <laughs> Basically came out and said that, and of course we do require receiver two, 2010 second round pick. So this year, of course, Washington Capitals, Capitals are way, way kicking butt over there in the Eastern Conference. An absolute possibility to win the Stanley Cup this year. And Eric Zidlicky, or excuse me, I'm calling him Zidlicky still. <laughs> Eric Belanger's comment is, I'm 32 years old. I know this business. I've been through it. I knew there was a 90% chance I was going to be traded today, and I was just hoping it would be a team like that. As uh, Belanger was one of four players acquired by Washington, by the way. He continues, I'm very excited. This is the best team in the league. I have an opportunity to go in the cup as a player. You can't ask for a better fate. So, indeed, uh, at, at least he went to a place he's going to like it. Uh, indeed. And, of course, Belanger, yeah, how he mentioned to the reporter, a few minutes later, how he's just told you, <laughs> yeah, I've been traded to Washington. He was pretty much laughing and joking around with that reporter, and you could pretty much guess that reporter was Michael Russo. You could pretty much guess that, indeed. So now we get into Owen Nolan, who's going to stick around. Fletcher comments on that. Uh, at first, I'm going to mention how uh, Owen Nolan did lead the Wild in goals last year, <laughs> and he's uh, has 420 in his career. Nolan did want to stay for the Minnesota Wild. 
and uh, he's happy to be sticking around. Fletcher's comment is, we don't feel we're dead and buried this year. Owen's a big part of our group for us at this juncture. We felt it was important to keep him. I have a lot of respect for what he's done and what he's accomplished. He's been a positive influence on our team, and we wanted that to continue. Fletcher continues to talk. uh, We both have interest in speaking at the end of the year, so that was a comment or when the question was asked if uh, there's a possibility that Owen Nolan can be re-signed and kept around. That's what Fletcher says, and we'll see. What makes sense then, once, a pl- when play- once players get to be 36, 37, 38 years of age, you always wonder what you're going to be able to contribute on the ice. His contributions have far surpassed my expectations, and by that I mean his work ethic every day. He's fully integrated into the team day in and day out, and he plays as hard as anybody. I knew he was tough, but once you see the toughness and dedication firsthand, it truly is impressive, and uh, absolutely Absolutely. Uh, Owen Nolan is, is he's kind of like a Brett Favre almost. <laughs> he's, he's almost like a Brett Favre, maybe not quite at the talent level at his sport, but you get the idea. He's got that same type of uh, appearance, basically. He's got the gray beard. He's just rough and tough. He plays through everything. Um, he doesn't necessarily, he hasn't necessarily had perfect uh, seasons necessarily with missed without missed games. You get the idea. But uh, still, the guy just uh, the guy presents toughness. He's a leader, and everybody on the team wants him here. Absolutely. Uh, Belanger, yeah, Fletcher's also comment. We weren't prepared to offer him a contract going forward. That's pretty much what happened with Belanger. They weren't really going to keep him, regardless if he was a solid player for the Wild or not. And the trade deadline is typically about free agent rentals, not long-term additions. So Fletcher hopes to fill that hole this summer. Is Yeah, there's a comment that we could be looking at some more trades coming. Uh, Fletcher's comment is we have some adjustments we'll need to make on our roster this summer for next season. We'll have a real solid group of returning players, but there's no question we'll be looking for a center. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, you do give up an Eric Belanger, and the Wild have been uh, pretty thin at the center position since day one. Uh, Shepard is a pretty weak center, and he doesn't always play center. Bouchard was drafted as a center. He never actually played the position for the Wild. Maybe a little bit in Houston, but not for the Wild. And now with uh, him being the king and emperor and uh, almost, you know, almost godlike status at the in the conjun- in conjunction concussion junction, uh, you really don't know what his future holds. With Pierre Marc Bouchard, so yeah, the center position—they're going to go crazy. I got to think this summer. It's just a matter of uh, centers are pretty hard to come by, and the cap continues to shrink. Unfortunately, in the NHL, due to the economy, just like in virtually every other sport right now, the cap is shrinking. Going to make it even harder to sign free agents. Uh, fun stuff. The good news is it shrinks for everybody, not just us. So. Players are going to have to give in at some point on some of these contracts, unfortunately. I don't think they're too happy about it after already going through that massive lockout and uh, <laughs> seeing a, seeing the salary cap come into place to begin with. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting indeed to see how this turns out for the Wild at the center position. But, um, hey, nice start to the second half, and I think the start is going to continue. The positive start is going to continue. And, uh, hey, a little bit of a short show today, but a decent amount to cover, really, to be honest. You got the, the trades and the signing, and, uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting start. And, yeah, I do have a very good feeling about how things are going to go, at least for a little while here. 
And then after that, it's all in the wild. It is all in the wild. You get just St. Louis, Edmonton, Nashville, Columbus, Calgary three times here. Of course, we've already won for the first of those. You get San Jose a few times. You get the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, boy. Those guys always give the wild trouble. St. Louis always gives the wild trouble. Columbus, it's kind of sometimes, sometimes not. Philadelphia, it's up and down. San Jose, it's always really, really dramatic, but a lot of fun. You got two of those. You get one more in, against Dallas at the end of the year and in the X. So maybe that game will, you can, Wild can finally stick it to the Dallas Stars, and it'll be about time. <laughs> they still need to win one in Dallas, though. It's been since 2003 for that one when the Wild had that awesome season. And it was March of 03. That's a long time ago, man. Wow. Things were a lot different then, weren't they? Nobody's left from that team, by the way. I might want to add. Um, yeah, the schedule, hey, the Wild, it's all on them. Can can they do it? Can they still can they still go out and solve Roberto Luongo? We have one more against them, too, in early April. Um, nice to see that Edmonton's in the schedule more than once as well. Hopefully the Wild can pound them a little bit. Calgary is in the schedule three more times. Yeah, at the end of April. Man, Calgary Flames. <laughs> going to be a lot of dates of the Calgary Flames here. Hopefully the Wild can continue their dominance over them of late. It's been a lot of fun, just as uh, long as the Ginla, doesn't, the, the Ginla curse doesn't take over yet again. Oh, boy. So remember, that was that went on pretty much since the inaugural season until about two years ago. The Wild finally solved that issue. Oh, boy. <laughs> you hope for the best there. So I would like you guys to please call the phone lines, which is a, it is a voicemail, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Leave your name in town. Mention you are calling it for Brave the Wild. You'll be more than welcome on my show. You can make it pretty much as long as you want, I guess, as long as it's, uh, well, you know, two to, I'll say three to five, four minutes, absolutely, probably the longest, I guess. Because you don't want it to be too long. I mean, there's no real point. I mean, what are you going to, you know, you don't need to say too much. <laughs> unless you want, you know, unless you want to go too crazy, I guess. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, please do sign up for the message boards. I'd appreciate it very much. On the front, on the upper right-hand corner of the sportsstuff.com, there is a message boards. The button in the upper right-hand corner says TSS Boards. Simply click on that. Then click on register, and there you go. It's as simple as that. 100% free and 100% fun. Also, Brave the Wild does have an official Twitter, and uh, it is twitter.com forward slash brave the wild, twitter.com forward slash brave the wild. So do follow that. would appreciate it very much. I try to tweet as much as I can during games and uh, other stuff going on. Haven't been, wasn't as active on it during the Olympic break, and I, apologize for that but i i just didn't really get into it as much as maybe some other people and was very very saddened by the outcome at the end i mean the very impressive run by the usa and uh, a lot of people do believe this team has a very very good chance to be good for a long time and maybe finally win that gold medal again well it'll be a minimum 34 year gap in between gold medals for the united states because of what took place sunday unfortunately at the last second there so and, of course, the guy of all, the Canadian of all Canadian hockey players, Sidney Crosby, was the one that scored it. So now you need a U.S. guy like Zach Parise to step up and do it next year. Not that he didn't step up for us this or next year, next time. Not that he didn't step up this time around, but, hey, maybe get the game-winning one, not just the tying one. <laughs> so 
Thank you always again for listening, and we will get back to you next week. Take care. (laughs) 